With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother. Testify. On Turn on the Jets Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And now you have with me both Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad, and Travis Milton, who's always at Dash 37 Board 27. Gentlemen, narrow escape from the worst team in football. Josh, what's your hot take about this game? Field goals under under 30 yards should be eliminated. You should not be able to kick a field goal in an NFL game if you are inside the 20-yard line of your opponent. I think I think making that mandatory four-down territory would be nice. It, it was a it was a it was a field goal extravaganza, boys. But I'm glad we came out on top. Yeah, I mean the, the way it ended and it was back and forth there, and you know they're obviously losing with a minute 30 to go. And then uh, Darnold, you know, does settle the troops, drives them down. Did they get some good call? Did they get a, a good call, you know, to help them in the course of that game? Yes, certainly. Uh, but at the same time, they beat, they did beat the Dolphins. They avoided, um, avoided losing to the worst team twice on a season. Travis, any, any thoughts particularly about the game and, and things that stuck out to you? I remember this time that was like incentivized. And if we all, like, if we all ended up getting, like, this cumulative, like, I don't know, like, grade where, I don't know, 
where they average it all out. Uh, we all got these really cool neon Velcro wallets. <laughs> and I didn't study at all for this test. And I, I didn't fail it, but I brought the average down to maybe like a point above oh, where my. the cutoff was. Mm. And I, I had this wallet. And I, was talk, I, like, I remember like showing it to my mom. I'm like, oh, my God, I got this really cool wallet. And she was like, no. And I was like, what? And she was like, you don't deserve that wallet. She's like, I'm glad you Coffee is it. for closers. Coffee yeah. is for closers. So, like, I'm never unhappy that the Jets win, but I'm almost looking at them going, you know what, you fuckers, you don't really deserve that. You, no. No. You cannot be ha- – I cannot be happy that you did this. That is definitely a thing here, right, where it's like, congratulations, you beat the Dolphins. Like, do you want a cookie? That has to be – you know, and so we've got to be playing for stable – table stakes here. You've got to be better than this team. But what I would say is while the game wasn't pretty, while it was certainly, you know, a narrow victory for the Jets um, and they needed, you know, (laughs) until, you know, the three second mark to to make it happen there or at really until time expired. uh, I think Mark Canizaro wrote this for the post that this is the third career fourth quarter comeback for Sam Darnold. um, And that, matters because obviously the Jets haven't had even that many wins in the course of his almost two seasons. And then he went on to, Kinazaro went on to list off the number of comeback victory leaders. I think they were regular season stats, but it was Namath with nine, O'Brien with eight, Testaverde with five, Pennington and Sanchez tied with four. And now right behind them is, is Sam Darnold. And so you think about the fact that this, you know, this is Sam Darnold. This is, you know, one of the youngest players in the league. And, and Josh, when you, when you think about him, are you at least pleased and impressed with the fact that he was able to, with no timeouts, you know, drive the ball down the field into field goal range, even against one of the worst teams in the league? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, like some, some of the instant reaction after, after the game yesterday on Twitter from, you know, just Jets fans seemingly sounding off again starting to, again, just say, like, maybe Sam's not the franchise guy. And it's like, go, first of all, like, that's such a relative term to the team that you root for. Like, right. being a franchise quarterback for the Patriots now, you know, the next 20 years, whatever, whoever the next <laughs> guy will be, like, that's going to be an impossible bar to, to overcome. For Sam Darnold, it's basically like clearing a floor runner walking in my living room. Like, you're able to, like, become a franchise quarterback for the Jets by doing very little. Um, and I'm not trying to slam him. Like, he's, he's not had the talent around him these last two years. He was sick to start this season. Like, he's, he's just not had it easy. Um, but he's winning football games. And so, like, you know, I, I know that, you know, the, the Dolphins for the first half of the season were really being kind of, like, made fun of by most of, the, most of the people around the league and NFL fans. Like, they're just trying to actively tank this season. And then they just started to win a couple little games, obviously starting – against us, but they're, they're, they've been not the Bengals, which, you know, we can talk about that as well, but like there is certainly an aspect that the Jet fans, like we, we should feel pretty good about Sam Darnold still knowing that there's a lot of work to do on this roster. I mean, winning four out of the last five games is, is not nothing in the NFL, regardless of your schedule. Um, you know, doing it with a team that has had a ton of player injuries um, you know, losing Ryan Griffin, you know, the beginning of this game. Like, there's a lot of things that, that have just been stacked against him, and yet he's winning football games when he's healthy and, and you know, when, when, when the game plan is, 
at least a little bit competent. So I feel I feel good, and I feel like some of the some of the instant reaction stuff against him. Just Jet fans want the team to be good, but they also want the team to be bad so they can just be miserable. And it's like, can can we just enjoy the nice thing we have right now, and then worry about building on it from here? Well, you know, Travis, as I always say, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the 2019 Jet season. Uh, am I am I right, Travis? Calm down, Trudy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he's so more I'm of a Joe to me. I think he's yeah, Joe. I'm more of a Joe. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm you're the, uh, Josh is the Blair. Yeah. Now we need. Now we. Oh my God. Now we need to go down that whole road of like who's Tootie, who's Blair, who's Joe, who else? Uh, Kim was Kim the other one. Uh, I want to be Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> girls, girls. Yes. Uh, so yes, I, I think we, we need to do a deep dive next week. Maybe we can talk and do a deep dive on the facts of life. Um, but who was the lady that replaced Mrs. Garrett? It was Cloris Leachman, but I can't remember her character. Name. Uh, Ever- Beverly? I thought it was George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was there too. He was there too. His Miami Vice suit. Cloris Leachman. Oh my God. Uh... Where have we gone? We, we've gone way down the wormhole. All right, I need, I need to pull us back out. I need to pull us back out. Um, so the, I think the, the thing to think about here is Mark Sanchez's career completion percentage is 56%. Tom Brady, obviously 20 years, and he's had some good and bad years. He's, he's had 60% career completion percentage. Chad Pennington, obviously, you know, the star-crossed quarterback of the New York Jets due to his injuries, you know, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the in the history of the league when he was healthy, 66% career completion percentage. Sam Darnold, super small sample size. Let's be very clear about this, but 62%. Like he's doing what an NFL quarterback needs to do. He's getting the opportunity to rise to the occasion in terms of his, you know, come from behind wins. And right. And so like Jets fans freaking out whether he's franchise or not, and he should be elevating. And it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're watching this game and then they're getting cut-ins of Drew Brees dropping six touchdowns. And, you know, it's, you can't make those comparisons. Those are false comparisons at this point. And so what I would say is, yes, he's doing enough. Keep building around him, double down on this. You're going to have tons of cap space. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but, but I think, what I'm seeing from Sam Darnold is he is commanding his team. He's using the resources he has. Certainly they could be a lot better, but at this point we've had, you know, almost let's say a year and a half or two full seasons of, of Sam Darnold. I think he's pretty special. I think if they can just, you know, right as we've talked about all season, get him some players to make plays around him or, or prevent him from getting murdered, like they're going to be a good team. And so I think that's one of the interesting things that I've seen come up yesterday was Travis's guy, Bilal Powell, obliterated the 70-yard rushing mark for the Jets for the first time this season, where they think it was 74. Um, you know, Lev Bell has not even been able to do that over the course of the season. What are we going to do with the running game next year? I'm just curious. Do you – maybe we can get into this a little bit later, but are you are you feeling at this point that – Lev Bell is someone you want to keep or you want to get rid of Josh. I, I always want to keep talent. I like, I, I, this, even the signing of Lev Bell this last off season felt like it was more for next year anyway, to me. Um, it didn't feel like, let's see what happens in 2019. It, it, it made me feel like 
let's get him in the building. Let's, let's build what we can and let's really make a run in 2020. And then obviously as the season's gone on, like that has to become the focus for the front office. So I, I don't, I don't want to move him. Um, I do feel like he feels like a guy that, you know, in week, week three of, of the preseason next summer is being traded to like, you know, the Detroit Lions for a third rounder. Like it, it feels like that. And I'm going to be really mad if it happens. But man, I, I, I want to keep talent in the, in the room, whether or not he can keep his bowels intact. Which yeah. Finding out what happened to Lebel pre, pregame will be interesting. But I, I want to keep him. I think we keep him and, and hope next year we have a better offensive line and health on the offense. That means a more competitive season. So yeah, keep him in my opinion. I love Lev Bell, but I really I feel like he's like a Lamborghini that was purchased by a dude that lives on a farm that has like two roads going in and out and the gravel and the guy doesn't really know how to drive. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fair. That's pretty fair. Because I, at the end of the day, like Adam Gase is not going to freaking run the ball. Like he does not give two shits about running the ball. So I, I hate the fact that he's there, he's here and he's not getting utilized. I don't know. Like I, I want him here, but I want him. I want him on. Oh, sorry. People are doing some work around me. That's all good. Um, the uh, I want him on the Jets, but I want him to be utilized. And I don't think Adam Gase is is gonna utilize him. So I would rather him be gone and mm-hmm. us get something in return. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Yeah, some of the other things we need to talk about is the defense. Now, I'm not going to go ahead, as we've kind of already talked about here, give the defense a ton of credit, especially when you consider the fact that they're playing the Dolphins. But, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick has obviously – uh, proven to you know be able to get hot. They beat the Eagles last week. You know when Ryan Fitzpatrick is on his game, it's hard to stop him. But then, right, he he will go through stretches as we saw yesterday, where he is not as careful with the ball as he as he should be, and that's why he's on his like eighth team or whatever it is. So, Josh, when you think about this defense and Greg Williams controlling it, how do you feel? How do you feel about this team in terms of? Do you give them any credit for what we saw yesterday? Is this just a young team that's getting out there and trying to do their best? And we're seeing that, and we're seeing players take opportunities to stay with this team in, in 2020? Or how do you assess a defensive performance yesterday? Yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, giving up 350-plus yards um, to to the currently constructed uh, Dolphins offense is, is not great. Um, thankfully, they were pretty effective getting – uh, the Dolphins off the field on, on third down. It, you know, it was obviously a number of punts yesterday. Um, obviously, a lot of field goals that they kicked. But if you, if you just go and look at, like, total yards divided by their plays, giving up an average of five and a half yards per play, and, and I'd be interested to see, like, what the league average is. I, I imagine that's probably a little bit on the higher side. So statistically, you know, it wasn't a great a great game. Thankfully, they avoided some of the major penalties that – you know, can derail a team, but it's, it's hard to assess it. I mean, without Jamal, without CJ Mosley, like without 
you know, like, like some of the, you know, we can talk about Quinn and Williams probably mm-hmm. somewhere in the next few weeks as well. And just start, start to assess, you know, the, the lackluster rookie season for him as well. It's not been great, but you know, their competition also hasn't been great. And so if that makes, you know, if it comes out of the wash that way, you can't feel great about it, but I think he's done admirably with what he kind of has had in terms of like health and talent on this defensive side of the football. Obviously it's, there are some major things to address in the off season, but I hope Greg Williams is back. I, I actually, I, I've actually liked wow. a, lot of his, a lot of his stuff. That might be the upset of the season. I was not happy preseason, but you know, given what he's, <laughs> given what he's had and his track record in the NFL, I feel like more, more, more Greg Williams than Adam Gase. I feel like mm. he deserves another shot. Um, Adam Gase has proven that he is not a good NFL head coach, but Greg Williams has at least proven over the last 15, 20 years he's a very good defensive coordinator. So I do hope he's back, and I hope we can get healthy, and I hope next year we can have maybe a top-10 defense. No, I'm with Josh. Like, over the past three, four weeks, I've really started coming around on what Greg Williams is doing now. I, I, I think that, you know, there was a little bit of – I'm thinking now that there was a little bit of time in the beginning of the year where – you know, he, he really didn't know, I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't think he really knew how to put everybody in positions to do what he needed. And I think once everyone started getting hurt, he had to start playing around with his defense a little bit more. And I don't know if it got him back. I don't, I don't know what happened, but uh, he's doing a lot with a little right now. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that they played great against the Bengals, obviously. I don't think they played great against Miami, but – there's points where I look at the, the defensive squad on the field and I'm like, who the hell is that? I don't, and I actually yeah. have to go back and look because I have no idea who's like some of the players on the field are because we're, we're having to go so far down the depth chart. I really hope that he is back. Still can't stand Adam Gase, but Greg Williams, I'm, I'm, I'm getting behind him. He's also like putting people in the doghouse. He's removing them from the doghouse. They're obviously playing well, you know, when they get the opportunity and it's just, it's, it is a little bit of like, who's that guy again? To your point, exactly. I think that's that's well said. And I've been doing that with the defense all year for, for the variety of reasons that you outlined. But right, I do think there are still some problems uh, with this team, you know, that we saw a breakdown in, in penalties yesterday against this defense. And like, I really want to see, now I, I get it. This is an undermanned, undergun squad but I really want to see what happens when they play Baltimore next week. You know, how bad is it going to be? Like, how, how stark is the difference between what the Jets have just done over the course of the last month or so versus what do we see from this defense to this coming week when they play, you know, probably the hottest team in football and I believe the team that will hold the, you know, the first overall ranking in the AFC, which is, which is the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson specifically. So, uh, yeah, I, I want to put what we've seen so far in that contrast and then we'll go from there. But one thing I do want to say, and we've talked about him before is, you know, bless Austin. You know, I, I think someone needs to get him some penicillin because he is on fire. I mean, that guy has been playing out of his mind and you look at the the stats, like he is, he's playing super well against, I think he could be an amazing slot player. One of the best slot corners in the league um, because he, he's, um, if you get better other kind of, you know, more higher pedigree players around him. But I think he is certainly his 
stability has helped Greg Williams. And I still don't like the fact that Greg Williams is, you know, putting players, you know, way off the line of scrimmage. That's one of my biggest beefs with him, whether it's the safeties or the cornerbacks, you know, giving up lots of, uh, lots of field position in that way. But, you know, you look at some of the stat, the stats in terms of uh, like you go to player profiler and, type in his name, you'll see, you know, he's, he's allowed, you know, second fewest receptions, second fewest yards allowed. Um, obviously he's only played a partial season, but he's you know pretty good in terms of, you know, allowing TDs. He's not getting burned. He, even if he hasn't had the most opportunities as other players, like, because he kind of came into the season midstream, like he is playing great football. And so I'm curious to see, you know, what sites like, at the end of the year, like uh, pro football focus and football outsiders and kind of how they treat him. Um, but I certainly think he is a building block for this team. He is not necessarily a player that you want to you know, build a team around for the next 10 years, but I, I really like what he's doing. And I think he could be a great kind of Josh Norman type player for, for this team in the, in the future. Um, so uh, have you guys noticed anything specific about his play or kind of what he's unlocked for, for other parts of the team? It's like you said, I mean, he has been our like true cover corner. I mean, he, he's allowing the defense to play a little bit of man to man on a more regular basis. Uh, I think in the beginning of the year, they were, they were doing a whole lot of zone, which isn't usually like a Greg Williams thing from what I've seen. I could be wrong on that, but I think bless Austin's play is one of the things that has opened up Greg Williams book a little bit because when it was, you know, Daryl Roberts out there and Jamal Adams is having to cover everybody's ass in the, the you know, in the defensive backfield, it really limited, I think, a lot of what he could do. And now that, that Bless is out there and he's actually shutting down a number one number one wideout virtually every week, it's um, it's almost like when Darrell Rivas was here. I, I'm not comparing him to Darrell Rivas, but the fact that, you know. He's Rivas like a bankrupt. There, he's like a bankrupt Darrell Rivas. <laughs> he's not even a poor man. He's like, it's. <laughs> but he afforded but like, so I, much other stuff to, to so many other players to do so many other things. And, and not have to, you know, yes. take on more responsibilities. And I think, I think he is one of the reasons the defense has really started to come around a little bit. I, I agree. I, I 100% agree. I think that his play has certainly helped stabilize things. I, I hope that, you know, a year from now when we have more tape on this guy or, we ha- you know, he has more, uh, you know, more, more experience, people will start to see him in that light. But I agree, like, we – I, I just say it to joke, but right, it's it's one of those things where you you have to be when you when you see this into the larger Twitter sphere, people will obviously you know explode. But the I agree. I think I'm see, you see those sparks of of you know Revis and kind of what he did for the defense, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember what this was like. Gosh, it's been a long time. So yes, I am 100% on board with you, and I think if if he can continue to improve, he can stay healthy. Um, it's a it's an interesting piece for the team. So we're going to now move a little bit away from the Dolphins, and we're not going to talk about the Ravens. But I have been seeing a lot. Just this is we're taping this on Monday. Even since yesterday, a lot of talk and a lot of chatter about different players. We talked about Le'Veon Bell already. Do we trade this guy? Like, there's a lot of that. Let's say hot stove talk starting to heat up 
And so I wanted to go through this exercise with you gentlemen. Um, so Josh, I'll hit you up first. But so the first thing is, let's. there's two categories we're gonna put things in. And the first one is potential cuts this off season. And then the second is potential trade candidates. And so I'll name the players and tell me, you know, what you think we should do with this player. I'll also, if you need help, I'll, I'll lay out what the, what the cap situation is so you don't have to go chasing this. I've looked it up. So, so the thing to, before we even start is we need to remember who's expiring. Okay. So Khalil is expiring. Kelvin Beecham's expiring. Demarius Thomas is expiring. Brian Poole is expiring. Neville Hewitt's expiring. Jordan Jenkins Brandon Shell and there's plenty of others, but those are kind of the bigger names or numbers associated with expiring contracts. Did you say so, Robbie? Robbie is expiring. No, I, you're right. I did not say him, but he is expiring. And so, and the Jets, as currently constituted, thank you for that, have about 62 million in cap space, which, believe it or not, that sounds like a ton of money. It's 13th in the league. Some teams, I can't remember who they are off the top of my head, maybe the Colts or some other teams. They have uh, like 100 million in cap space at, at the present time. So, so the point is, like, if, you're, if we're going to get into a, you know, fighting for players, you know, and, and bidding in free agency, like, like we're, we're actually, you know, close to the middle. So contracts are going to be nuts this year. That's the first thing. The second thing is, um, you know, yes, there's some, there's some players they can clean off. So Josh, what do you think about Daryl Roberts? So if they were to cut him, they would save a clean $6 million. Do you make, do you cut Daryl Roberts or do you? Yeah, I, I think you do cut him. I, I know that, you know, we're, we're wanting to keep, keep, pretty good talent. I mean, he's, he's pushing 30 at this point. Um, it's, it's a larger contract, um, you know, not, not obviously massive, but I, I don't see, I mean, with, with guys like Bless Austin, who we just talked about, like really emerging defensively, it makes a guy like Daryl Roberts expendable. Like, is there a market for him with, with a couple of years left on his deal? Potentially. I don't know that it's a great draft pick for, for a guy like Daryl, but I, I would, I would lean toward cutting him um, versus keeping him in this offseason. All right. Uh, and I'm with you. I think, I think you cut him. You see, you can get on the market. You see, you can get through the draft. Um, and yeah, you use that money. You reallocate it elsewhere. All right, Travis, you're up. Brian Winters, Jets offensive lineman, would be a clean 7.5 savings. Do you cut Brian Winters? Are you asking me this question? <laughs> Are you for real asking me if I want to cut Brian Winters? <laughs> no. Is the, is yes, the right I want to cut. Oh, you do want to cut. Okay. That's why, that's why I wanted to hear your reaction on Brian Winters. <laughs> yes, I want to cut okay. Brian Winters. Fuck yes, you are cutting Brian Winters. All right. Yes, he, he has been a drag on this, on this group. Uh, he's certainly not playing to expectations. There's basically no downside to letting him free. So at this point, why, yeah, why would you just not, not move him and reallocate that money to a younger player or at least a veteran player who has a proven track record and could, could be a help to this team? All right. All right, Josh, you get the next one. You, apparently you're like defensive back guy. Trumaine Johnson. Now this is tricky. All right. Trumaine Johnson would be a dead money hit 
of 12 million, but they would save three. So, so basically you're, you're locking in, you're icing in 12 million in money that you can't reallocate in any way. And, and here's the, here's the thing. No one is going to trade for this guy. No, con- no one is going to take this contract on. So you either have to cut him or you have to keep him. What do you do? I, I think they're going to keep him and I think they should definitely cut him. I think this is a guy that it's, it was a disaster. The moment he, walked in the building with that contract. It was a disaster the first three weeks last year where we realized, oh, shoot, he's not the guy that he was with the Rams on this defense. Like, th- this should be the easiest cut, maybe next to Brian Winters. This should be a simple, hey, you know what, <laughs> we tried it. It didn't work. We're going to take the $12 million hit. I think they're going to end up keeping him, and I think it's a mistake. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Hey guys, before I give you back to Brian, just want to remind you about the great deal that you can get over at Vivid Seats when you download the Vivid Seats mobile app. Go ahead over to the Vivid Seats mobile app. If you download it right now, use the promo code OVERTIME. You'll get yourself up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase. You can go to that Jets-Ravens game on Thursday in Baltimore, or you can do something else. Go to a concert, go to a basketball game, go to a hockey game. Whatever it is you want to do, that code will work for you no matter what. When you download the Vivid Seats mobile app and use the promo code OVERTIME, you'll get yourself up to 100 bucks off on your very first purchase. All right, Brian, sorry about that. Go ahead, my man. This to me is going to be a real test of who Joe Douglas is as a GM. Do you just say, right, this is, this guy's not helping the organization. His work ethic is not helping the younger players. And we're just going to cast him off into the darkness. Or do you say, well, we're paying this money already and we're going to salvage whatever we can out of it some cost fallacy stuff so like that's a real interesting uh, dynamic that i'm curious to see and with with you i think my my expectation is they will keep him uh, but that right they should move him i'm with you so so here's the thing if they make just those moves daryl roberts brian winners tremaine johnson that would actually move them into about fifth place overall in terms of cap space, um, which is crazy to think about. But, and obviously other teams are going to cut players and they're going to free up more space. But as currently constituted, that's, that's how much that would move them up in the rankings. Um, all right, now let's talk about some potential trades. This is where things get a little bit more interesting. And I'm going to start layering in what I would expect you could get for this player. And so you're going to have to take that into account. All right, so Travis, you get the first one, Avery Williamson. Um, and he has a dead money hit of two if you move him or trade him. 
Um, but you would save six million if you trade him. And Avery Williamson is a good player, but I just don't imagine that you're going to get in the 2020 class, which is you know, looking to be a frothy, interesting class. People are going to overvalue their picks. You're not. Did you say get frothy? I said frothy. frothy. It's frothy, just like a like a flip, a uh, drink, or a uh, or an eggnog. Maybe a nice eggnog. Frothy. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you hate eggnog. <laughs> no, that that word uh, just like I don't know. The frothy. Yeah, mm, frothy. Yeah, that is a pretty gross word. That's interesting. <laughs> that as a as a as a chef, you do not like the word frothy. Imagine yeah, there's lots know. of frothy things that you see. I'm just oh, going to keep saying frothy. I'm just going to keep saying frothy. I don't know. It's just, it's just such a oh, – I don't know. It right. grosses me out for some reason. All right. <laughs> Avery Williamson uh, – now we know you're, you're kryptonite. Avery Williamson, yep. you would save $6 million and at most I think you would get a sixth rounder, if that. It might be a 2021 pick. I, I say that's a no-go uh, for that amount. I, I think I think Avery Williamson's play is is well over that. Uh, mm-hmm. When he's on the field, he's he's pretty great, and I, I really just want to be able to see the defense with both C.J. Mosley and Avery Williamson in the middle of it. Neville Hewitt has, has you know he's stepped up and he's played you know decently this year, but I don't think to that level. And for a six-round pick, no, I, that's no, I wouldn't do that. Okay. And, and I'm with you. Like, I, I think people are saying he's the guy that might get squeezed this coming off season. I'm not so sure I see it. I think based on what they're paying him, based on the amount of money they have, I'm, I'm with you. Like, keep that guy. He's a, he's a contributor. Obviously, CJ Mosley's had health issues. So maybe that's another, you know, he, he sees the field that way too. All right, Josh, you're up. Now, this is a tricky one because we've got Quincy Anunua, who obviously had some issues with the team. And But here's the thing. If they cut him, they lose $5.4 million. That's just locked away. You can never get it. And they would save 2.4. So at a minimum, they're probably just going to cut him, I would imagine. But if you can trade him, you could actually, you could actually get a cap savings of $6 million. Um, so I don't know who's going to want to take this on because it's – you know, it's, I don't know, there's, there's a couple million dollars or you know, five to whatever, $8 million associated with his salary. Um, he has some issues, obviously, with injury. I would say I think he would, you would get a 20, like a late 2021st uh, draft pick for him. So like a, like a sixth, seventh rounder in 2021 is, I think, the best they can do. Because again, someone's like, we've got to take on this player, we've got to take on this contract, and he's been injured. And he was a little bit cantankerous. So, so like, there's a lot of things around him. What do you do with Quin- Quincy and Nunwa? Yeah, I, I think he's, I think he's going to get cut. Um, and I think that it's contingent on two other things. I mean, again, this will signal for, from Joe Douglas in the front office where they want to go, what they're going to do with Robbie Anderson, which I'm sure we're going to talk about in a minute. Because you have a guy like Jameson Crowder under contract who's played pretty well. He's, he's kind of filled that Quincy role in a lot of ways, like the possession receiver, keeps the chains moving. Um, obviously, if they cut Quincy, it kind of signals that they're looking, or even if they trade him, it kind of signals that they're looking at a receiver if they're in the top 10 of this NFL draft. But also mm-hmm. probably signals that they're going to re-sign Robbie Anderson. His number is just on the other side of where I'd want to pay him. I mean, it's, it's a top 30 salary for a wide receiver in the league. I mean, if, if he was around like six, six and a half million, like, you know, may, maybe you consider it at that point holding on to him or maybe it's a better value um, to trade him. I don't see someone saying 
give me the guy that couldn't stay on the field, kind of fought with the front office, went public with some things, um, and his $9 million contract. Like, I don't see that being very lucrative to any other team. I think he's going to be just a cut, absolutely. Yeah, unless there was some guy who, you know, was on that offensive coaching staff for Todd Bowles, now has moved on, is a big believer in Quincy Nunwa, and you can convince that guy's GM that this is a person you need to trade for, I don't know. Maybe someone will take a shot, but there, yeah, again, there's a lot of skill coming into the league in this coming, in this coming class. So it's going to be a tough sell. And I think the point of me doing all this, we're going to go through a couple more here is like, this is hard. GMing is hard. It's not just as simple as, well, you just, you know, you just trade this guy, you just trade that guy. It's not that simple. Right. And so here, here's where things get really tricky. All right. I'm, I'm saving this one for you, Travis, because you're so frothy. Um, <laughs> CJ Mosley, you would, you would if you trade CJ Mosley, you would actually save sixteen million dollars if you traded him this offseason. And I think based on the level of player he is, based on his history from the days of the Ravens, I certainly think the you know the injury this year is going to concern player uh, concern other organizations. But I think you could get a third. I think you could get a 2023rd for CJ Mosley if you're if you're playing the game right. What do you do? For a third, I would actually do that. I would, you know, wow. especially with, with keeping Avery Williamson. At the end of the day, as GM for this question, you guys know a hundred percent where I'm going and what I'm building. And mm-hmm. it's not the linebackers. But, you know, as I said, Neville Hewitt's played pretty, pretty okay this year in you know, filling in for CJ keep Avery put that freaking capital towards getting a goddamn offensive line <laughs> I will I will I will put CJ out to pasture if, if it means I can get Jeez. you know a, a, a right tackle a left tackle mm. somebody you know to freaking protect Darnold and yeah I'm there like I would totally okay. yeah that's good. I could not. I could not disagree more. Like I think we are polar opposites on Mosley. I think. I think that's a guy that him and Jamal and now you know if bless Austin if Avery keeps playing this well way if Quinnen can develop like you've got a core for a top five defense in the league. I think this is a guy you do not move on from. You do not dangle out there. You give him every bit of ownership on this defense alongside Jamal to run it next year. I, I keep him, him in the building at the expense of several of these other guys we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like, um, obviously he wasn't Joe Douglas's guy. That's why I bring him up. The, the potential savings for, even if you moved him for a late pick, right, you could save 16 million. So that's attractive to a guy trying to rebuild. So like, it, again, I think just like, uh, some of the other ones we talked about, this is going to be a real test, like the Tremaine Johnson one. What he does with C.J. Mosley is going to be a real interesting uh, storyline in the offseason. And I don't think – I mean, the fact, it might never be a story, to your point, Josh. Like, we are in on this guy. We love this guy. It was just a you know freak thing that happened this year, and we expect good things from him in, in 2020. But right, it's it's going to be hard if you know right if teams come calling or they can see oh boy ahead of free agency we can save this much money that we can right, build an offensive line. It's going to be an interesting path in the in the road for this team. We already talked about Lev Bell, so I'm going to speed through this one. I'll take this one. So Lev Bell, 
would be 13.5 million savings. Um, I think based on his age, based on all the things, uh, you know, that we've seen the fact that he has not produced this year. And I understand it's not all his fault. It's certainly the offensive fault. It's the offensive line's fault. Uh, I think maybe you get a fourth at best because people are going to start looking at, well, you know, what do I do with a, you know, a, a player coming out of, of college who this is a gangbusters uh, running back class. So I, I think that that fall line between where someone would want Le'Veon Bell versus a, a rookie and a, a guy who could come in and start from day one, I think it's around the fourth or the fifth round. Um, so I know that seems ludicrous, but I just think that's where it would be for someone like Le'Veon Bell. I think you keep him and you just see how the draft plays out. And then you have a, a veteran who is committed to this team and can be productive in a variety of different ways. Uh, but then I also think that, you know, you don't, if the opportunity comes in the third, fourth, fifth round, because players are falling just because there's so much value at the running back position, you take your next franchise running back, like, because you're going to be able to get those kind of players at that level in this coming class. So I don't think you move ahead of it, but I certainly think, you know, he, he's, he's a weapon and this team is in dire need of weapons. So don't move that. But at the same time, like don't limit, and say, well, we're not taking running back this year because we already have Le'Veon Bell. All right, so is there anybody else? Oh, well, you talked about Robbie Anderson, so let's just talk about him quickly. He, again, he's expiring. His contract's expiring. Is this a player that you want back on the team, Travis? Yes. Uh, I, I think the past two, three games, we've seen a lot of growth in what Robbie Anderson can do. Uh, he, he's been doing a lot of underneath routes. Like He's been doing a lot more than – just being the speed guy on the on the outside but my one thing is I, I feel like if he makes it to free agency if we don't re-sign him before free agency starts there's gonna be a lot of teams that are wanting to give him more money than I feel like we should uh, mm. throw at him for what he can and does do I would like to have him back on the team, but I don't think we need to overreach on, on price to keep him. Yeah, he's a guy I'd love to have, and I just think the circumstances of the current roster are going to mean that he's not going to be on the team next year. I don't think they're going to pay him what someone else is going to pay him. I think he will, he will latch on with a team that's willing to give him four years and you know 8 to $10 million a year, um, and that's just not where the Jets are, I think. Mm. So, so I, I just – I think – I think I'll be bummed to see him go. I really like him as a player. I just don't think that – I don't think he's going to be back with us next year. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of teams that he – that would over-pursue for a player like him. I'm thinking of a team like the Ravens. I could very much see the Ravens pursue someone like him, someone that you could just – you know, Lamar Jackson could not overthrow. Uh, I certainly think they, they would be an option. I think – the Chiefs could be an option. You know, are they trying to figure out what to do with Tyreek Hill? He's been less than durable and has had other things. I tried to bring in McCole Hardman this year. That was definitely a reactionary pick to the the concern about Tyreek Hill's availability. So I can see the Chiefs making a move for him, and that would be a great player for Patrick Mahomes. And then maybe, like, the Cardinals or the Niners. Like, th there's a couple teams. I'd, I'd want to think more about it, but there's a couple teams I could very much see overpaying for Robbie Anderson where he would be a great fit into what they're trying to do and kind of his ability to the quarterback's not going to outthrow that guy if they just you know put it in the right place for him 
he feels like the, the, the perfect guy that the Seahawks have been trying to find to replace. That's Hubbard. great. That's a great one. Wow. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that, that was perfect. where I was going to. It's going to be yeah. Seahawks. My you, move, you move Lockett kind of into the slot. You put DK Metcalf kind of alone as that kind of prototypical X. And then you throw like Anderson on as that flanker, just stretch receiver to just run downfield. And then Russell it's a scary, Wilson. It's a scary oh, offense if they had Robbie Anderson. That would be crazy. I mean, I didn't even think about that, but I love that. Yeah, there's a lot of great NFC West teams for him, but you know, right. We'll just have to see. Certainly I think the jets are going to try and keep him, but if it's right, if it's uh, I, I I'm curious to see what I need to start looking at some of the money, but it could be, it could get nuts, especially if you get a couple of those teams that are looking for that stretch player, that kind of, you know, Deshaun Jackson type. Now I know Anderson's much taller, but, um, but that same style of play could be very interesting. So we're going to save the wish list for next week. We'll talk about who we want kind of, uh, I want to go through the offensive line wish list as Santa approaches uh, in, the, in the coming weeks, but just to say, so let, so the moves we talked about there were Avery Williamson, Inunua, CJ Mosley, Lev Bell. I know the Jets are not going to make all those moves, but leaving out the cuts that we already made, just trying to give a sense of what that move does in terms of the current rankings. If you made all those moves, which the Jets aren't going to, that would move them into about second place in terms of cap space. Now, again, it's not all about cap space. It's about, you know, getting good players, drafting good players and signing your own good players. Um, but obviously the Jets have to shortcut that process until they, they do draft well consistently deep into the deep into the draft. And maybe Joe Douglas will be able to do that for this team, but we'll just have to see. All right. One more question for you guys. Uh, I, I know you guys have traveled a bunch over your, over your lives. And I know you've seen the Homeland Security Advisory System. And I want to know from the, uh, from the Homeland Security Advisory System threat levels, where are you with Adam Gase right now? The season's winding down. Um, he was definitely on severe alert. That's red. So the, the, the colors, just to remind you, are red, orange, yellow, blue and then green so severe high elevated guarded low so where are you right now with adam gase travis i'm staunchly still in the red <laughs> okay you're, you're in a severe so that's a there's a severe risk of him uh attacking our franchise okay <laughs> yes okay. I, I think i think we are already under siege under siege okay fair <laughs> Fair. Uh, and, and Josh, where are you? Are you still in severe? Are you high? Are you elevated? Where are you? I, I am still very high. I, I mean, you can't win four out of five games and not move down one notch. Mm, one we threat level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so I reward him and give him an orange, a very dark <laughs> burnt sienna orange. Okay, fair. That's almost red if you look at it the right way. But I think we are – we need – the next phone call from Joe Douglas – uh, needs to be to one Jack Bauer to get this man out of our building and out of our lives. <laughs> we'll see. And, new, we'll see. New, uh, uh, neutralize the threat. Jack. Neutralize the threat, Jack. You've got 24 hours. All right. I think, yes, I would say like I am, I am in a severe, I've always been in a severe and I think I will live under severe alert. I'm almost like taking us to martial law, I guess. So I'm like, you know, Crimson, like I guess I'm almost I'm less red and more crimson, but I've always been this way with Adam Gase. So right, so it just at this point for me until 
we have multiple winning seasons and we see, you know, clear delineated progression from the, uh, from the team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, he's just not going to move out of, out of red, but I can, I totally understand that, Hey, you've done some things that are worthy of, of denote and we need to mark this for the larger, for the larger audience. But I guess, yeah, maybe I'm like one of, I'm like um, Jack Ryan in the CIA and I'm always, I'm always alert. I'm always on alert. I'm always I think, I think you're, I think you are Charlie Steiner from the sports center commercial <laughs> with the tie around your head screaming, follow me, <laughs> follow me to freedom. Follow freedom. All right. Well, I think that that is a great ending point. So follow us to freedom. Uh, we, we know the way I think Charlie Steiner says, follow us to freedom. I know the way. And we want you to follow play like a jet to freedom. Ah, how's that? Segue? Ooh, what a Ooh, segue. That was, that was uh, bumpy. And the, yeah, that was bumpy. That was pretty bumpy. <laughs> uh, so we want you to follow like play like a jet to freedom. They have a great podcast feed. So make sure you subscribe rate and review the podcast. We thank you for your time this week, gentlemen. We thank you, audience, for listening to us. Uh, we will back, be back next week after the Ravens game, which could be an utter bloodbath. We might be moving into Jack Bauer, Jack Ryan territory. Um, I think Steven Seagal point. Steven Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, and we will talk about that game. And I think, as we said, we're going to make a wish list for Travis. Travis will get to be a Santa and pick some – some offensive line players off his off his wish list. So thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Eliminate field goals under 30 yards. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.